You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. What God placed in your life by touching your environment, thinking that you're going to be overwhelmed by your Jordan, look to someone to the left and right and say, we all have a Jordan. Jordan represents that which I'm trying to get over. There's always something in my life I'm trying to get over. You're trying to get over a relationship. You're trying to get over getting treated wrong. I don't know what your Jordan is, but if you don't rise up, someone shout rise up. If you don't rise up, you'll never get over. You're not going to cross over by looking at it. You're not going to cross over by writing about it. You're not going to cross over by gossiping about it. You're going to have to eventually get up out of your situation. I feel something in this right now. Somebody, the devil's been trying to get you to lay down and stay down. But someone shout, I'm getting up this Sunday. I'm getting up. You call me the bigger things? I'm getting up. I got to get my mind right. Woo! Some of y'all were in families where everybody thought little, spoke little, act little, wanted little. But God been stretching your mind this whole year long. And you don't know why God has you in commercial real estate. You don't know why God has been stretching you. It's because God called your mind to something else. Somebody say it's okay for me to want something else. I don't have to want what you want. I don't have to eat what you eat. I don't have to be what you be. It's okay for me to do something different. Look to the left or right and say it's okay to be different. Oh, it's okay for my children to go debt free. I don't know what's going to happen with your children. I'm going to pray for your children. It's okay for God to choose my family. It's okay for God to get me out of this. It's okay. Someone shout it's okay. Uh Uh-huh. It's okay. It's okay. I give my, I'm not looking for anybody to pat me on the back. I'm not going to look for anybody to say, hey, I give you permission to go over your Jordan. No, 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 no. I'm going to do this thing in grief. I'm going to do this thing while I, oh, I have two reports. See, I can't allow the doctor's report to stop my God report. I got to figure out a way to manage both. That's going to stretch me. I'm going to take some vitamins as well as start a business at the same time. It's going to stretch me. I feel something in this. Woo, I feel so. You're gonna go. Look, look, you gotta do the practical. Someone say, I gotta do the practical and the powerful. God, someone say, God's empowering me to do both. Oh, I'm managing kids as a single mother and I'm buying my first house at the same time. God's empowering me to do both. God's empowering me to do both. Someone shall I give myself permission to get over this Jordan? It's not stress, it's stretch. It's not stressing, it's stretching. That feels you've been having, it's God stretching you. But God, my muscles are sore. I know, boo, but I still got to stretch them. God, my marriage is sore. I know, boo, but I still got to stretch your marriage. God, my parenting is sore. I'm still wounded from my oldest child. I know, mama, but I'm still stretching you. Oh, I feel something in this. Well, God, I've been paying for this and paying for that and taking care of this and taking care of that. My finances are sore. I know, but there's another opportunity to invest. I know, so I'm going to stretch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to take care of that sick person and invest in real estate at the same time. I'm stretching your finances. 
I will not give you a word that I do not plan on funding. Woo! Joshua, I don't need you to worry about how you're going to get over to Jordan. I just need you to rise and get up. Secondly, there's another layer in me. There's another level in me, and there's another layer in me. Someone shout, there's another layer. Not only is there another level in you, there's another layer, layer in you, layer in you. God is stretching your intellect by peeling off of you what you thought he would use to use you. He's peeling off that which you thought God would use. And he's telling you, I didn't need your credit. He's speaking to you in the midnight hour. I didn't even need your marriage to stay together to use you. You walking in shame and God said, just get up and walk in my name. Leave leave the shame and walk in my name. Look to someone to the left where I say, everybody has permission to be covered in the blood. See, you may not need coverage where I need coverage. Somebody needed coverage in their marriage because some things got dicey. Somebody needed some coverage in their body because some things got sick. Some people need some coverage in some other areas of their life. But we all have permission to need the blood. My God. There's There's another layer in me. God's stripping me. Requiring more out of my mindset, requiring more out of my world than I thought he would require. So look to your neighbor and say, there's another layer in you. How do I know? Because I'm going to say something prophetically that God already told you. You just never heard it this way. Write this down, but try not to shout too hard. Inconvenience is the down payment to the promises of God. Inconvenience is the down payment to the promises of God. God's about to bless, I'm going to say this, God's about to bless some praise team members. See, I'm going to let them praise by themselves. Inconvenience is a down payment to the promises of God. God's about to bless some children's workers. Inconvenience is the down payment to the promises of God. God's about to bless some media people. God's about to bless some parking lot people. Here's my point. See, if you want success God's way, you're going to be stretched. I know you want some new tools that God can give you to help you become more successful. But Gideon, God doesn't need you to have anything else. He just needs you. Judges 6 and 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Oprah while belonged to Joash, the clan of Abiazer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing the wheat at the bottom of the wine press to hide the gain, grain. He's hiding the grain from the Midianites because the Midianites have invaded and they're going to take over. So he's hiding the opportunity. Verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero. What? Me? Someone say, who, me? That's me? That's my ministry. Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Verse 13, sir, Gideon replied, if the, let, me, let, me, let me give you some complaining. Maybe if I can, I can complain about who. Yeah, go help me. It's okay. Come on, come on. Help me out. Help me out. Help me out. Help me out. I can't shout like that, but I'm a church boy, so I'm sweating. I got curly hair, so it works. As long as you sweat, and listen, I'm going to tell you a trick that make it simple to church. As long as you're sweating and moving your feet, you look churchy enough to shout. 
I need a shot on this. I need a shot on this one. I need a shot on this one. Just for me. Just for me. Just for me. All right, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Gideon thought if he complained enough, God will give him the opportunity not to go into his next season. Because every, every time God gives a word, something innately intelligent you, work's coming after. So even though Gideon was scared, and even though Gideon wasn't planning to be spoken to by God or an angel, innately inside of his ingenuity, when God sends a word, something you says, oh man, I got to get to work. Moses complained. He knew work was coming next. Joshua complained. He knew work was, Esther was trying to negotiate herself. She knew work was coming next. When God sends his word, work will always come next. Sir Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up? Joshua, rise up and get over Gideon's referring back to Joshua's experience. He said, I heard the story about how he rose up, how we rose up and got over to... Didn't the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have. No, 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 no. Not strength and life coaching. Not strength and let me finish my degree first, God. Not strength and maybe if I was married, people would respect me more. Not strength, and I got to be a homeowner first to understand how to teach other people about finances. No, no, no. He said, go on the strength you have. And matter of fact, let's talk about that strength. That strength was so close to the spirit of complaining. He said, take your complaining self up and be a mighty warrior and complain and go kill the Midianites. I don't know why God chose me. Oh, I'm killing people, though. It's working. I don't know why God, while he's complaining, the first four bodies, he probably complained like, oh, God, we actually win. Go and the strength you have. Verse 11. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Oprah, which belonged to Joash the clan. Go and the strength you have. Verse 13. Gideon replied, if the Lord was with us, why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? I'm going to stretch your intellect. Not just that. Gideon, I'm here to stretch your theology. Because you don't think God can deliver us because he didn't do what he used to do in the Bible. So Gideon was literally going through a theological traumatic moment. His knowledge of God was like, if God was, no, 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 I know God. God ain't with us. He said, no, 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 I may not be with them, but I'm about to be with you. And whatever's with you, I'm with it. And that's why some of you all don't understand why you're the only one in the house having to do X, Y, and Z. Don't look at your wife. Don't look at your husband. Don't look at your kids. Keep your eyes straight forward. You're the only one in the house who can't relax right now in this season because God showed you something and they will never see it unless you go get what God showed you. He requires more out of you, daddy. He requires more of you, mama. Why? God's stretching you. Someone say, God's stretching me. Go in the strength you have left. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, remind them, not just go in the strength you have, go in the strength you have left. He was already weak emotionally. He was already subdued by his emotions when he was complaining. He was already hiding the wheat. He gave up. He wasn't trying to fight and God anointed him. He was trying to avoid the fight. God literally selected a loser. Gideon was already giving up. God chose somebody who was hiding. Some of y'all don't understand how God knows your name. Because God sees you behind your pillow screaming. Ah! He's like, yeah, 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 you cry, but I chose you 
to change the school system. Well, God, I got to go to my appointments first and take my pills and my body's messed up. Oh, girl, stop. Once you get moving, I can heal your body. I chose you. Oh, God, they're going to look at me crazy. They know my business is the church. Everybody knows about what I did. Girl, stop. Son, stop. I have a way of rebranding you like the potter in the potter's wheel. I can crush what they are talking about and move it together. Someone shout stretch. I'm stretching you out of your feelings because I'm sending you. I'm sending you. I'm sending you. David. Someone shout stretch. David was being stretched. He was being stretched out of what he was expecting to put on during warfare. Oh, my God, help me, Holy Ghost, today. He was stretched because this is what it says in 1 Samuel 17 and 39. It says, David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried walking around. He tried walking around with what everybody else. Can you put it on the screen so I don't look crazy? Please help me out. Oh, I didn't tell them the scripture. The Holy Ghost gave it to me in the morning. 2 Samuel 17, 39. I'll pause for you immediately just as much as I can, but I need to know it's there. David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried walking around. Someone said he tried. Wow. Have you ever tried before? Have you ever tried the best advice in your life? Have you ever tried? You tried your degree. I feel God messing y'all up this morning. It's so good, though, because you're going to be rich, though, and you're going to be blessed. Because your answer is not in your degree. Your answer is in your convictions. That whole word you have, that really was God. Look at someone to the left and right and say, girl, oh boy, whatever it is. No, we know what it is. Calm down. We know what it is. Say whatever you know it is. I don't care how it looks. Say what it is. Yeah. Son, I don't, you might have came in here trying to look like something else. We're going to call you with y'all up in here. We speak those things that be not as though you want it to be. Second Samuel 1739. Got it? David fastened his sword over the tunic, NIV. 17, sorry, sorry, first Samuel. I'm gonna shut up. First Samuel. First Samuel, see, here we go. Thank you. First Samuel 17, 39. David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. He said, I know everybody else uses this during warfare, but I cannot go in this. He said to Saul the king, because I'm not used to them. I've never been stretched in this area. I only can face the giants with how I've been stretched. I haven't been stretched in academia, but I've been stretched by praying in the Holy Ghost. So I may not get there in that door by way of somebody else's degree because I don't, haven't been stretched in education. But some of y'all have been stretching your prayer life. Wherever God is stretching you in, he can use that to get you in the door. He said, I cannot go in these. He said, it's all because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Someone said, I got to take it off. I got to take off the thing that everybody else wants me to wear while I do me. I got to take off the mindset that everybody else wants me to have while I walk in what God has for me. I got to take it off. I got to stop allowing what everybody else is using for victory to be my tools for victory. Second Chronicles 20 and 15. He said, he said, listen, all you Judah and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem and, your, and, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you. Do not be afraid. 
nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Here's the point. If we mix 2 Chronicles 20 and 15 with the spirit of faith found in 1 Samuel 17 and 39, what do we get? We get the fact that David didn't need no armor anyway. Every battle that you're facing belongs to God anyway. Someone say anyway. Stop worrying about what you should wear before you get into the room. Okay. I don't have time to go there in scripture. We know David came from the backside of the mountain. We know David was a shepherd boy, but the person who befriended him and the person whose heart was connected to David was already prepared in his next season. By the time David's serving Saul inside the palace, there's a best friend waiting for him. See, you're so concerned with losing people. God said, you don't know the people you're about to gain. In your next season is your husband. In your next season is your wife. In your next season is your first child. In your next season is your entrepreneurship. Someone say, get over it. You got to start stretching. You got to start stretching. Whisper to someone to the left, right, and say, something's over there waiting for you. I want you to annoy that neighbor because who, who, he or she, whoever resists this word, you can't go with us. We got a shift. David took off that which was comfortable so he could step into a moment of discomfort. I'm already uncomfortable facing Goliath. Why should I wear something that you think I should be comfortable in if I'm facing something I'm already uncomfortable with? I can't keep doing you and asking God to bless me. I got to eventually find out who I am in this. Who am I under this pressure? I got to stay in it long enough. I got to cut the phone off. I got to stop talking to everybody about my drama and start facing my drama. I got to write my drama down and ask myself, why do I work here? Should I stay working here? (laughs) Do I want this relationship? Do I want this lifestyle? So he could step into the moment of discomfort because of the because because the faith that was on the inside of him was greater than the armor recommended on the outside of him. The faith on the inside of him was greater than the recommendations on the outside of him. But you will never see the faith on the inside of you unless God puts pressure and squeezes it outside of you. And you'll never know unless you're stretched. And when something's stretched, you're able to see what's foundational in the fabrication by means of how it's been created and made. Until you allow God to stretch you and stay in the stretch, you won't know who you are. Someone shout stretch. So David took them off. You know what? She took them off too. Esther took off her comfort. It wasn't armor that was recommended to David. It was comfort. Oh, I feel, I, oh do I want to come down? To, no, I'm not going to come down here. I'm coming down. I'm coming there. I'm coming a little bit. I'm coming down there. Stay close to my notes. It wasn't armor that was recommended to David. It was peace of mind. Now I'm coming down. Sometimes the enemy of your next prophetic season is your peace of mind. I just want a simple life. God does not offer simple when he speaks to you. Does he, Akatunde? He does not offer. I never was. That wasn't simple. He doesn't offer simple. He only gives out significance. He doesn't give simple. God, I just want to have a regular nine to five girl stop. (laughs) 
even if you had a regular nine to five, the way he's going to wake you up at 8 to, 30, 8 to 11, 1 a.m. for your teenager when they get older, come on. God does not offer simple. Someone shout stretch. I know what you need off of you this Sunday morning. And some of you all, what you need off of you is what you have determined to say, God, I'll do this if you allow that. And you thought it was the devil. It wasn't the devil. It was your level. It was the level that God calls you to. Do you know how many people are waiting to hear your voice? There's a whole audience waiting for you to talk again. Oh, my God. There's a whole audience just waiting for you to just to talk from the thing that's in your legacy, not from the thing that you feel like you're losing in. This is bigger than you. You don't know your grandparents' prayers. I just feel like to stay here. You're so worried about the marriage that failed, and you forgot you had a home praying mama. What about your mama's prayers? Why are you allowed? And I'm, I'm not wishing harm on anybody's marriage. What I am wishing harm on is pathetic mentalities don't line up with prophetic grace. You have to let go of how you think in order to inherit how he, th- he, think, he thinks. So despite how big your enemies, like David, you must remain obstinate and refuse to do the natural thing when you're in need of supernatural results. I refuse. Say it with me. I refuse to do a natural thing when I'm in need of supernatural results. First Samuel 17 and 40. Then he took the staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream. This is after he took off. Once he took off the armor, the next thing came to him was prophetic. Once he took off the pathetic, prophetic showed up. He was able to do it. He did not know what he was going to do, but he knew what to do after he took off what everyone recommended. Someone shout stretch. You about to email somebody on Monday. (laughs) Sorry, I can't take the job. I felt that. Then he took the staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones, according to 1 Samuel 17 and 40, from the stream. He put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, he approached Goliath. All of a sudden, it's almost like he knows exactly what to do, because knowing exactly what to do has nothing to do with what's on you. Knowing exactly what to do has everything to do with in you. And you only know what's in you until you take off everything everyone recommended for you. God already was speaking. You just can't hear his voice because there's too much chattery recommendations for your life around you. So many things you read that was not God, heard that was not God, happened to you in your traumatic childhood was not God. And God said, when you're ready to take it off, when you're ready to stop thinking and rehearsing it, there my voice is telling you exactly what to do. But here's the problem. Once you go do what God called you to do, someone say you still have stuff to take off. Someone say stretch. Judges 7 and verse 4, we're going back to Gideon. But the Lord said to Gideon, there's still too many men with you. You're in obedience, but there's people around you who are walking in their disobedience, trying to take advantage of your prophetic moment. Look at someone say, don't take my shine. Stop trying to steal my glow. Don't you take your disobedient self and hide under my obedient, my obedient ways and mess up the plan of God on my life. But don't worry, God going to speak to you because here we go. Some of y'all have to stretch 
and you got to spiritually fire some people out of your life. Notice I said spiritually. They can still be cool, but you can no longer tell them about your wounds. They're going to see your wins, but they're not allowed to know about your process. Because he's stretching you because every time you talk about something that God spoke to you about, you're losing your oil. You're pouring oil on the ground. They're not even taking what you're saying and keeping it and carrying it and cherishing it. You're telling them the things God spoke to you, and they don't even care. Why? Because they don't even know what God spoke to them. Look to your neighbor to your left and right and say, stop wasting your oil. <laughs> Judges chapter 7, verse 4. Gideon, you're about to lose your oil, but I got you. But the Lord said to Gideon, there's still too many men around you. Take them down to the water, and I will thin them out. I'm going to thin them out. Well, God, why is everybody leaving me? I'm thinning them out. I'm thinning your life out. I'm thinning your life out. You got to put the scripture up. Did it say thin? You got to say the one that says thin. You got to see the NIV. I'm thinning them out for you there. There's a specific place in your life where God will start thinning people out. It's something about going at, what, isn't it crazy? They've been there all your life, but once you actually went to go start the thing God told you to start, they just somehow were too busy for you? Or somehow you're too big. God would start, get, you don't have to remove nobody. Your purpose will. All you have to do is move over your joy. Rise up. See, Joshua, I'm cool with you as long as you're grieving. Rise up. Once Joshua rises up, we no longer cool. Because I can't connect with you because I'm too busy grieving the previous leader. Now, once you step up and become the leader you're called to be, me and you have to part because you got a choice to make. You're either going to walk over to Jordan or stay whining about Moses who was not allowed to inherit the promised land. There's people in your life who God has determined because of their lack of faith, they're not able to inherit their own promised land. What makes you think you can take them into your promised land? The reason why they have a problem with your house, because God spoke to them about their house and they won't be obedient. So now that you moved out of renting and being in an apartment and you actually own some land and have some assets and understand equity, they got a problem with you. They call you bougie. The reason why they call you bougie, because they were okay with you on this side of the Jordan. Ah! If I get too hyper, let me know. I'll calm down. I promise. They're okay with you on this side of the Jordan. See, we're one Jordan away from me and you not being cool. And I'm telling you, next Sunday, we in Jordan. No, I'm, I'm saying prophetic, so I need y'all to understand what's happening. And some people that you used to sit next to in church, you need to take advantage of the new season and sit somewhere else inside the church so you can get a word and hear something differently. Listen, there's more than enough front rows potentially for everybody for now in the new facility. And some of you all, God's been telling you to move closer, get closer, change your life, get around. See, you're always available on Sunday mornings because you stream, but God's telling you to join us and be in person. Now, let me mess you up. These wasn't randoms that God decided to strip away. Remember, man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. So anytime God removes someone, shout stretch. Anytime God removes somebody from your life, it's not based upon what you thought about them. It's based, about what God, it's based upon what God thought about their heart. See, you didn't know <laughs> how hard they were working against you in their heart. You, oh my God, you kept them close because of their smile. But they were trying to tear you up in their heart. Oh, they were so mad at your next level. Hey, I understand how you got there before me. <laughs> I got heart problems with you. 
Why are you on the keyboard? But the problem is, we don't have the ability to see people like that. Only God does. Because people like to fake and smile and act like they're for you. Say this out loud. God already knows who's against me. So I don't have to worry about them problems. Those God's problems. God has a way of thinning me out. God has a way of thinning me out. God looks at the heart. He was, stripping, he was stripping away people who had the wrong heart regarding that battle. Someone say that part. That's why you can't remove nobody. Because some people are not allowed to be cool with you during home purchases, but they can be cool with you when you play with your kids at the park. They would not, it's not that they would never be cool with Gideon. They just were not allowed to go into this battle with him. God decided to thin Gideon's detail out for his destiny. Sometimes God has stretched you and taken things away from you that shouldn't be connected to your heart. It was wrong for your heart, so God had to get rid of it. So you have too much armor on you. You have to have some skin in the game. So he will strip you down of your tools. He will strip you down of your money. He will strip you down of those you thought that was in your corner in order for you to stand up and rise up from the inside out. Therefore, I like to say it this way. You need to put some skin in the game. You can't put skin in the game if you're wearing too much stuff. Someone say there's another layer in me. That's why he's stripping what you thought he had to use. Well, my mom's not. Why is I only I used to hear God through my mama? Well, your mama's not in the earth no more. So God said, I'm speaking to you. He's stripping you of your theology, Gideon, that God would use you from the smallest tribe, coming from the weakest clan, being the youngest of that specific tribe, being the nobody in that specific family. God will strip away all the layers of who you think God will use and come down your row and pick you. Someone shout stretch. And the reason why I say it like that, because if God wants you, listen closely, if God wants you, he wants all of you. In order for God to make the necessary deposit for your next level, it can't be part of you. It has to be all of you. That includes the trauma. That includes the trials. That includes the tribulations. That includes the brokenness. That includes your story. That includes what you're rehearsing in your head. Stop trying to get yourself mentally ready for the miracle. God wants to use the grieving Joshua and tell the grieving Joshua that you're going to get over this Jordan. He's not waiting for Joshua to wipe his eyes. He's not waiting for Gideon to get his mind ready. He's not waiting for Gideon to think better about himself. I'm telling you, you're a mighty warrior. I'm telling you, you're not even a mighty warrior. Word says mighty hero. God already spoke to Gideon as if he already defeated the Midianites. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content, as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. 
Eastern Standard Time as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.